0: Over the next three podcasts, Julie and I are going to explain why now is perhaps the best time to buy or sell a home and certainly in the next five years, maybe even the next 10 years. We're going to give you 16, well, actually now it's 17, yes. drill down specific reasons And these reasons are designed to, really, there's many motivations for us creating this podcast series. Number one is we want to educate you because obviously when you are, you know, knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. That's just the bottom line. And if you have knowledge, if you're actually feeling comfortable with what's happening next in the housing market, you're then going to be more motivated and enthusiastic to go out there and actually help someone buy or sell real estate. And the exact opposite is true as well. If you're fearful, if you're uncertain, you're certainly not going to attract anyone to you that's going to want to do business with you. So knowledge equals confidence. Confidence, ignorance equals fear. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna give you the points. These points are designed for you to use as talking points for prospective buyers and sellers. Uh, and then you can also share these points directly with the buyers and sellers. So you're going to be educated in what to say and how to say it, or you could just write these things down and you can then start sharing with your buyers and sellers. Some of you are going to use these, uh, points cause there's going to be 17 of them. Probably by the time we're done, there'll be more, you know, I'm sure. knowing us and you can use them maybe for little social messages, or you can use them on your Instagram feed you or Facebook do many
1: videos. You can use them for lead follow up. You can use them in open houses The point is the same, many of you are not having real estate conversations like you used to because you're stymied by what to say and how to say it.
0: Right. Exactly. You're still stuck hoping and praying that somehow, miraculously, the market's going to rematerialize like it was, you know, six months ago, really, or even now at this point, almost 12 months ago. And it's not. And this is the new market. New markets create new opportunities. And you just got to get have to get your head screwed on straight. And this is going to give you this series, these two, you know, three podcasts probably, are going to give you, you know, knowledge. And from that knowledge, we're hoping you're going to get into action. And you will find yourself feeling much more confident as soon as you are applying what you learn on this podcast series, because people are going to love to speak with you about, well, Julie, explain to me why now is the best time to buy a house in perhaps the next 10 years, or explain to me why now is the best time to sell. You, I don't understand why you're saying for me to purchase now, even though interest rates are here. I don't understand what inflation is. Well, you're going to, um, when you listen to all three of these uh, shows and you take notes, frankly, you're going to be an armchair expert on housing, right. and you're going to be a uh, matter of fact, all of you, after you've listened to all three of these podcasts, you can earn the official title of housing economist.
1: That's right. And in <laughs> fact, what we're doing is we're really filling up your toolbox with lots of different tools. We don't recommend that you fire hose somebody with all 15 or 20 points wherever we end up at the end of the third day here, but you can mix and match these depending on who you're talking to, how interested they are, what are their goals. We're giving you lots of different directions to go. All of them, by the way, very positive.
0: And what Julia and I are going to do, as promised, is we're going to, so this information we're delivering, you know, direct agent to agent, right? Business to business, right? Now what we're going to do after we're done with this is we're going to take these notes and Julie's going to make a series of videos and we're going to design these videos as if she was the agent delivering this information to a consumer. So it's going to be a B2C kind of presentation. And then uh, you will use those videos, those of you who don't want to, or don't feel confident explaining some of these points because they do get kind of wonkish at, you know, some of it's a little bit hairy to talk about, but Mm -hmm. we're going to explain it. Um, And even after we explain it, if you still don't feel comfortable explaining it, we'll just use the videos we're going to create and send that to your buyers and sellers. Send that to your clients. Share it on social. And we're not going to charge you anything for those videos. Why are we doing that? Because we want to help you realize that now is perhaps the best time to be in the real estate market, especially if you have your head screwed on straight and you're focusing on becoming a listing agent that's certainly been in the last 15 years. And also, it's important that in this time of really a lot of economic uncertainty, you've got to give yourself permission to say, I don't know. You have to give yourself permission to say, you know what? This is strange. I feel uncomfortable. I feel vulnerable. Uh, You know, I feel uncertainty. This and know that you feel that way. Everyone else feels that way as well. You can feel it. It's in the air, right? Well, guess what? There's not been anything like this. The series of economic things that are happening right now in at least the past 75 years. Matter of fact, some historians are starting to suggest that the inflation has never been this bad ever in the history of the United States. Mm -hmm. Well, so no wonder it's going to cause a lot of consternation, and this is going to clear the air. So, Julie, without any further delay...
1: Yes. Okay, so one way to think about this is that the question isn't, is this a good time to buy or sell a home? The question is will tomorrow be a better time to buy or sell a home? Why or why not? And that speaks to many of the people you're talking to are saying they want to wait and see how it goes.
0: Let's reframe that because you and I thought about that question a lot, right? So the question is not the one that you guys are hearing is not from when you hear it from buyers or sellers, you hear people talking about this everywhere is now a good time to buy or sell a home. You need to reframe it. So when you get that question from someone, you need to say, I appreciate you asking me that question now, the real question is, will tomorrow be a better time to buy or sell a home? And let me explain to you why now is the best time to buy or sell a home. You yeah, guys so get it? so that's like
1: your segue conversation.
0: Exactly. That's a little scripting for you to know right. how you can move past, uh, how you can move to a point where you're now going to share a few little tidbits with them that's going to make them feel more comfortable and confident. And when you do that, they're going to want to work with you.
1: Exactly. They want to have somebody knowledgeable like you. So point number one. Why or why not? Well, we're concentrating on why it is still a great time to buy and sell. Number one, interest rates are higher than in 2020 and 2021, but they are historically low. Some of you don't have perspective on this. A global pandemic where the Fed throws money at the economy and simultaneously drives interest rates to the lowest ever record is not normal. Lock in your rate now, and if it goes up, you're locked in. If it goes down, you refinance. As the mortgage lenders say, date the rate, marry the home. Point number two, do you want us to her there or are we good?
0: No, not really. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. But really the bottom line is, is that the headlines are always about the interest rates, but really what people are focused on are house payments. We've done a lot of past podcasts and certainly in our premier coaching, we talk about this a lot. And understanding that people shop payment, they don't really shop mm-hmm. rate. They shop rate only as it relates to their payment. Makes sense, Right. So what you need to do is you need to learn different mortgage types. If you're a mortgage broker, because there's literally millions of you who are getting out of the mortgage brokering business and getting your real estate licenses, you're, you also need to you know perfect the art and the science of explaining what a 723 is or how to do a five one-year arm and how to just do all these different, really, I would say, normal financing methods that none of you had to deal with over the last really 10 years. Well, those are the types of skill sets, knowing how to help someone buy a house, knowing, again, accepting and, and really um, understanding that's monthly payment that they're focused on. Well, you need to show them how they can get the monthly payment to a point where they can afford it and qualify. And that ultimately is going to be what also will give you a competitive advantage. And we've talked to you guys about how to have rate sheets, how to have, uh, in, I'm
1: going to do a whole podcast series on that. So don't worry.
0: Well, we do again. So it may be missed your podcast series, right? Mm-hmm. You, know, you told me about that yesterday, yeah. but like when they walk into your open house or they walk in, it's a co-op showing. You need to have information sitting in the kitchen someplace where the buyer's agent or the buyer is going to see it, where you're going to say, purchase this home and the seller is going to purchase, you know buy down your points and get based on this mortgage broker's estimate, have the sheet right there. This is what your payment will be. That is going to give you a competitive advantage. Huge. But can you, can you imagine if you're working with a buyer this weekend or whatever, and you're showing them five houses and want all five houses are equal in the eyes of the buyer? condition location what you know it's close enough they could choose between any of them but one of them the seller has agreed ahead of time to buy the interest rate down thus making the buyers payment less don't you see how that's naturally gonna make the house more appealing to your prospective buyer now you might be thinking well I can just have any seller do that well you can of course But now you're going to have to get the listing agent to understand what you're asking, and you're going to have to get the seller to understand what you're asking. That's
1: called a transitioning market.
0: Exactly. That's called a transitioning market. That's the reason when you, it's knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. And when you know how to do things that other people don't, you're going to get results that they won't.
1: Exactly. Okay. So point number one was about a lot of perspective and flexibility. Point number two, let's just play what we call the would you rather game. Kids do this all the time on the playground. Would you rather eat turkey or chicken? Okay, so (laughs) most likely,
0: would you rather eat a rock or an ant?
1: (laughs) Exactly, depending (laughs) on the age. Okay, so let's play the would you rather game just, again, for perspective. Would you rather, previous market, pay thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars over the asking price, one time up front, knowingly paying more than the home is worth, waiving the inspections and the appraisal, because, you know, paying over appraisal is the definition of overpaying, and doing that all up front just so you can win a bidding war, or would you rather pay a little bit more per month for a limited amount of time than refinance to a lower locked-in payment in a few months or a year and keep the thousands or tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands in some cases, that you would have paid over list price just to get a home, which, by the way, you're also buying as is. You could, for example, use the money that you would have otherwise given the seller to invest in something else, stash it in your savings or 401k or buy down the interest rate yourself and lock it in. Hmm, which one is better for you?
0: Do you guys get the concept there? So yes, you might be paying more per month because the payment's higher, but in many cases, especially if you're like out in San Francisco or one of these other really expensive markets, the amount of money that you're actually paying net net is going to be less in this market even with higher rates than in the previous market.
1: Yeah, and I think it's so interesting that people so many transactions went that way and And so many people were totally okay with that because they won. And now when the interest rates go up and the payment goes up a bit, now agents and people are tending to freak out. So... Just make sure you're comparing.
0: By the way, guys, many of you, hundreds of you, are joining Premier Coaching every single month, and it just makes sense. First of all, it's simple, it's free, and it gives you instant access to a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris-certified coach. You get our real estate treasure map. You get a lot of the scripts, you objection handlers, the things that you must have in this market. And like I said, joining Premier Coaching is free. Just text the word Premier to four seven three seven two. Text the word Premier to four seven three seven two. It's the perfect coaching program if you're a new agent. If better veteran, it does not matter. If you're a team looking for ways to maximize the opportunities in this market or a brokerage, you need to join Premier Coaching. Text the word premier to 47372. Text the word premier to 47372. Or just go to members.timandjulieharris.com. Members.tim Point number three, Julie, is again self-evident. I'm excited to share with him point number four that's coming up next. Okay,
1: point number three: in today's market, you can actually negotiate with most sellers you may be the only offer they're considering. You can have the home inspected, possibly renegotiate to handle any repairs, and maybe even pay less than 100% of the list price, and even get the seller to pay your closing costs. Additionally, you'll actually have more than one home to choose from. See, this is more of a balanced market because the sellers are still getting close to 100%, just because you're not waiving the appraisal and you get some things from the inspection doesn't mean that the seller is going to be in that much trouble because supply and demand is still on the seller side.
0: Putting the shoe on the other foot, if you're a listing agent and you're wanting, again, to have a competitive advantage of the other homes for sale, you definitely want to have the house pre-inspected. Definitely. You definitely want, like, I. this is something we'll suggest. You'll oftentimes have a seller that doesn't, believe it or not, want to pay for the inspection ahead of time. Well, then you pay for it. You tell them, for example, Mr. Seller, how the house pre-inspected and I'll pay you back at closing or something like that. And I'll tell you another little tech- technique that happens is occasionally you're going to have a seller that's going to basically die in the hill of their price. Yeah. And so what you can suggest, and I'll tell you the funny punchline on all of this, Mr. Seller, and let's just say it's at a price adjustment, it's a changing market, or let's just say it's a really, really weird house. There's just things about it that make it really uncomparable to anything else that's sold. And uh, the seller obviously is going to think it's worth you know every single cent plus then some. Okay, fine. So let's agree, Mr. Seller. Uh, again, this is not something you want to hit the seller with when you first meet them. You have to work into having a level of trust before they'll actually be open to this. Have the house of praise, Mr. Seller. You can choose the appraiser. You can find out whoever it is. You choose the appraiser. And then whatever the appraiser says, that'll be the good starting price. And then we'll leave that on the you know kitchen counter for the prospective buyers and buyer's agents to see. And then what I'll do, and you know, again, I'll even make it easier on you. I'll split the cost and I'll pay you back half the cost of the appraisal at closing. And say it like that, and here's what you'll discover: they will never get the house appraised. Nope. They'll always just basically work with you off your price because that will cut through their BS. Because now all of a sudden they have to put you know money on the Real line, money on it. exactly. Yeah. And that it's kind of a funny technique. Now we're not to the point where you're going to have to really worry about, or even I think employ some of the more advanced Jedi mind tricks that you have to play.
1: Although we do have them in the tool chest we, waiting for you. <laughs> we do
0: have them in the tool chest waiting for you. And it, once the market does become more challenging, I know some of you are still dealing with what very much feels like a hot seller's market, Mm -hmm. but the direction of the market is quite clear. And uh, yes, we're going to have your backs. We're going to tell you exactly how to get price reductions. All the, you know, frankly, again, Jedi mind tricks that go along with working with sellers, especially sellers that are, look, I heard that what Facebook laid off 11,000 people mm-hmm. and now you'd think, well, those people will be able to find jobs again. Well, not if all the other major employers out in that, you know, the Bay area have announced that they're not hiring anybody. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be putting homes for sale if they can't find other for jobs. Sure. And there's only, you know, so many Ubers that need to be driven. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. So at the end of the day, that's going to be something where you're going to have to deal with a lot of first time sellers who have unrealistic expectations And yes, it can be intimidating. Some of those sellers are going to go from the nicest, you know, warmest, friendliest people you've ever met in your life to, you know, werewolves, right? Mm As soon as you start putting pressure on them uh, to position the house correctly in the market, it all comes to your, down to your technique, scripts. It all comes down to having a professional approach. And of course we teach you how to do that. We are in a transitioning market. So in a transitioning market, you need to have a little bit more bedside manner than you'll have if the market in some of your markets, this will happen, where it's going to be more of a distinct buyer's market. In that market, then we're going to give you a different set of scripts that are much more direct, which oddly enough, in a real tough buyer's market, you'll find the sellers will be more attracted. To agents who are direct, who tell them exactly how to solve the problem, and are actually a little bit less amiable. You will find that to be a surprising truth. Hopefully, yep. not in your market, but in some of the markets in the country, mm-hmm. that's definitely true. Point yep. number four. This is my favorite point, and this is the one that you can kind present of present that one. Well, I'll read the headline. Okay. So point number four, inflation will cause home prices to continue to rise. Waiting means your purchase price will be higher. Remember, is now the best time to buy in the next five or 10 years? This is really answering the question. Waiting means your purchase price will be higher next year, heck, 10 minutes from now. And so will your down payment requirement since it's based on the percentage of the purchase price. Your ratios could also go, uh, you know, be uh, too high since the payment will be higher if you want. And Julie's referring if to, yeah, if... Right, if you wait, sorry. Yeah, Julie's referring to, obviously, mortgage qualifications and overlays and the rest Mm -hmm. of it. So the real question you have to ask yourself, well, let me just say it this way. Home prices have not fallen except during the great housing crash for 100 years. So let's just assume that 2007, 2008, right in that time era, that was an anomaly. It will never happen again. I think that's a safe assumption. Now, if some of you are believing that there's going to be a big housing crash with prices falling like they did before – It's not going to happen because of inflation. Oh, by the way, there was a new inflation report that came out, and I I like to watch the uh, inflation on eggs.
1: Okay, I didn't tell you this.
0: Okay, guess what the year-over-year cost increase in eggs is? 30%. 45%.
1: Wow. 45%. 45%. That stinks because that's on my grocery list.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe not now. <laughs> maybe not now. But I mean, the, but the point is, is that everything is getting more expensive. Real estate is going to get yes. more expensive. Homes are going to get more well, expensive. Well, used
1: cars up 42% year over year.
0: Right. And you have a whole bunch of homeowners, a whole generation really, easily a generation of homeowners that are going to be in essence locked into not selling their homes because they have these ridiculously low interest rates. And that's always going to keep the inventory uh, low. And you have a whole, you know, a massive waves of... Um, generations, you know, we're talking millennials and Generation Z and baby boomers and the rest of it, who are going to be wanting to transact. There's going to be a shortage of homes for the foreseeable future, very mo- most likely for at least the next 10 years. And inflation is going to cause prices to continue to increase. We have um, been talking about inflation since really before COVID. Um, before, you know, I think Julie and I've been really drilling down on it since 2018, uh, because we started seeing signs of it in the economy and consumer goods. And we started to try to understand what effect it'll have on the real estate in a market. And it turns out that real estate is going to be one of the, if not the best places, best things to invest in during a, I think what will be very much, you know, feel like a, for a lot of people, a bit of a financial crisis in the economy. Sure. Right. I mean, I'm not using, I'm not, I don't want to mince words and try to use words that are like overly, you know, positive mindset mm-hmm. because that will uh, cause you guys to under prepare. And so I'm trying to use okay. real words. Some people in some markets, there are going to be in financial crises. There's just no two ways about it. Some brokers, some teams are going to be in financial crises. There's no doubt about it. You know, that's the reality of a changing market. You got to change with it. You got to change before it actually changes, ideally. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the bottom line. In real estate, Home prices are going to continue to increase. That means rent prices are going to continue to increase. That means the prices of eggs and everything else are going to continue to increase. So, the question is you know, really the question we started out today, and we got two more points is, um, you know, uh, is this a good time to buy or sell a home? And the answer that we are hoping you're going to uh, internalize, memorize, and then use is, will tomorrow be a better time to buy or sell a home? And the answer is, Absolutely, tomorrow will not be a better time to buy because it's going to be more expensive. And even if interest rates don't continue to increase, which Julie and I do not think they're going to go much higher than they actually are, inflation is going to continue for the foreseeable future. That's the new reality that all of us have to you know suffer through. And that's really what it feels like. So that is the bottom line. Buy now and you'll actually be building in equity. And I was just thinking as you were reading your previous point, mm-hmm. a lot of these people that were paying hundreds of thousands of dollars over mm-hmm. and two years ago, You know, someone went in and bought a house for hundreds of thousands of over and that new sale was the new comp. They actually are sitting on a crap ton of equity because those yes. homes have inflated because of all the things that the government did after COVID with printing too much money.
1: That's right. And one of the things that I started to hear on coaching calls today was the uh, rise of the potential seller's second to buyer because they do have equity.
0: Which we talked about before. You know,
1: and, and that wasn't going on in the previous market. So now, if,
0: yeah. if someone bought in the first half, effectively, of 2022, there's a really good chance That they are underwater, or they're not, they don't have any equity, or their only equity position is at this moment the money that they put down on the house. That's fine. If they don't have to sell, but even if they did have to sell, they're just going to you know, obviously... Just wait
1: a few months, they'll be good. Well,
0: exactly. What they should be doing, if you're freaking out, well, I bought a house and now the house is worth less than I paid, and I know that's happening in some markets, wait a year. You're going to be right as rain. And, don't worry about it. And by the
1: way, when you did that, you also probably locked in a 25 or 3%. <laughs> exactly. interest rate, So all is not lost, right? You have to look at all of the elements. So let's and and so part of what I was trying to make on this point too is that everybody focuses on the price is going to be more, your purchase price is going to be more. That's one reason not to wait. But along with that, your down payment will be more, your ratios will be higher, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that gets affected by that. Okay. So next is point number five. When you pay rent, you're paying 100 percent interest, building zero equity, and you have all of the risk. Now, not all of you are dealing with people who are comparing rent versus buy, but a lot of you are, and there have been a lot of first-time buyers and, you know, first-time move-uppers that have been nervous because of this. So, you know, if you look, it's not just that when you pay rent, you're not building any equity, you're literally, you know, giving your money away. It's also that that rent is probably going to increase. I looked at a rental chart historically, I think 50 years worth, and it, it literally had no dip to it. It's it was got, just it's like up straight up basically. Right. And yeah.
0: rents are rents over the last 12 months uh, nationwide, wasn't that 20 or 25% increase on average? Yes. That's they, extraordinary. They're starting to
1: stabilize a little bit, but they're still going to inch up and they're still going to go up.
0: And why will they be continuing to increase? Um, because taxes are going to continue to increase because inflation is going to continue to increase. So if you're renting or if you have a buyer that's renting or if you have a buyer that's even think maybe a seller that's thinking about renting, you need to encourage them to get right back on another uh, property because their rent's going to continue to increase renting right now if you have the option not to is something everybody should be avoiding except our tenants of course except our tenants you guys just stay <laughs> well that's because because <laughs> here's really what matters in this yeah. whole thing there are going. There's going to be a generation. Let's call a generation 10 years, right? There's going to be a generation of people that are going to be essentially making decisions now that's going to prevent them from being able to afford to buy a home in the future. And they're going to be taken out of the markets. So when Jules and I first started selling real estate, we are our 20s and this was in the 90s. We had a lot of first time buyers that were in their 40s. And what Mm -hmm. was the story there? It's because they, in their 20s and their 30s, they chose to stay renting and they were essentially priced out of the market because of all the similar factors that are happening now. So the reality of it is, is you got, if you can, encourage your buyers to buy now because nothing tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day, if they qualify, if they can afford it, they should do it now because in the future, six months, 12 months, you know, 10 years, everything is going to be more expensive They you could buy. it Like right now, I'm going to I don't know if, you know, I should buy this six hundred thousand dollar home or this one point six million dollar home because I'm worried that it's going to drop in price or I'm worried about this, worried about that. Well, let's let's look at the facts. If you were to guess in five years from now, what will that property be worth? Oh, you want a good idea? Look to see what it cost five years ago. And then you can start making decisions. Exactly.
1: Even if you just took a historical average over the past 40 years, it's still going to be up. Okay. So our next point, number six, for homeowners, now is absolutely a brilliant time to sell because why? Despite the headlines, there is still a massive shortage of homes for sale. This is something that you guys are distracted by headlines saying inventories up, inventories up days in the market are stretching out. Well, yes, that's true. However, we still are at a very historical low of inventory in spite of it going up. I believe the year over year average countrywide is 33.5% more inventory. However, we are still off by between a million and a million and a half active listings, which it would take to actually balance the market out. And meanwhile, remember, builders only build to what the demand is today. They're not going to build oceans worth of speculative homes out there. They're trying to sell what they've already got. So builders have already slowed down. They're not going to fill that gap of being off by a million-ish homes.
0: So what do you do with this information if you're a real estate agent? Very simple. You've got to stop saying things that will in any way lead the buyer or your seller who also might become a buyer or even a seller to think that tomorrow is going to be better than today in terms of, you know, being opportunistic as to when to purchase or sell a home. That's absolutely there's no real reason to believe that's going to be true. It there just isn't. Yes, you're right. A seller could hold a house for another 12 months and the house will, because of inflation, be worth more. That's true. But there also could be a lot more homes for sale, which would cause it to you know, potentially not sell really as much as it would today. Who knows? I mean, like I said, no one knows really what's going to happen next. Nothing like this has happened in 75 years, if not longer. Never been an in inflation like this before. Well, but
1: there are things that you do know. I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. That's true. And this time is not like any last time. So stop looking for those comparisons. But what do we know? We know that demographically there's a lot of demand that has not been uh, filled with supply. It has not been satisfied. That is a fact, okay? We know that there are a whole bunch of uh, homeowners who are really attached to their locked-in low interest rate who probably otherwise might have sold who are not going to. We know that the builders are not going to fill in the gap. So we did a podcast that was, uh, I think, maybe a two-part series that was all about why inventory isn't going to avalanche. And so that speaks to the whole supply and demand thing. That Those are facts that we do know.
0: That's right. So guys, this is part one, part two and three are coming. What do you do with this information? Start feeling more confident because now you actually have more education. You know what to say. Don't allow yourself to believe that this is not a great time to be selling real estate. This is not, you know, this is perhaps the best time to be a real estate agent in the last 15 years. Why? Because the all the opportunities and who's unfortunately or fortunately depending on your perspective, all the opportunities are shifting towards people that have skill sets. There's going to be a lot of people, most people, most agents, most brokers, they're going to try to make Uh, Their old models work in this new market and they're going to be very slow, very reluctant, frankly, to change. So if you accept the fact that you have to accept what the market has to give you, then you're going to want to learn what is necessary to work with buyers and sellers to earn the right to be a, a successful real estate agent in this marketplace. And when you are a first mover on knowing what to say, knowing how to solve other people's problems, you will have a competitive advantage. You will, frankly, be making a heck of a lot more money when everyone else is saying, well, this is a recession or, you know, this is not a great time to buy. You're going to be thinking in your head when you hear agents at, you know, their real estate meetings and they're talking about all this, you know, misinformation. Oh, you better be focusing on REOs. I had that conversation with one of you yesterday. One of you said, Tim, should I be getting you asked me a question? Should you be getting an REO designation? And I said, well, let's go and do, you know, I gave him it was a gal. I told her three things she needs to do. Go to her MLS, see if there's any notice uh, of defaults. Maybe it's in the MLS, maybe it's public filings. Do your own homework, find out where you can find about NODs, notice defaults. Number two, go to see how many REOs there are. Number three, go to see basically in the MLS, how many, just search for the word REO, short sale, anything Distressed. like that. And the answer is zero. Basically, that's what's gonna be happening across the country. There's gonna, and we're gonna to get to real specifics mm-hmm. why, and part two and three, why there's not gonna be, not only is there not gonna be, a housing buster, a housing crash. But the exact opposite is going to be true. And you have to be part of that. And you can't be part of that if you're believing that the sky is going to fall. So you got to be watching who you're listening to, who you're getting information from. And you've really got to be monitoring yourself. One of the best things you can do is you can ask yourself, and just do this now, how do you feel after having listened to Julie and I for the past... 27 minutes. How do you feel? Do you feel more encouraged? Do you feel motivated? Do you feel optimistic? Do you feel like you finally are, you know, getting the information you need so you can move your business forward because of this economy? I bet you do. See how that is making you more encouraged and now
1: you want to go out and help people? Well, imagine how you feel when you go to a daily coaching session with our mm-hmm. coaches. If you like what you hear on the podcast, we are just touching the tip of the iceberg. If you have any doubt about your ability to not just get by in a shifting market, but to absolutely kill it. I mean, I was on coaching calls all day, Tim. I talked to the coaches. I talked to our own coaching clients. I talked to Premier coaching clients. And I tell you what, they are frosty and they have got stuff pending. They have full wipe off boards like we teach them in Premier coaching. I'm just so proud of them for taking action so early on. And if you have any, you know, it's okay to be nervous, but it's not okay not to do anything about it. One of the reasons why we do daily coaching sessions is to support you so you can see the success that's coming from people who have taken action before you. And you can say, you know what? If Audrey Monson over there in Utah, if she's got that much business going because she was coachable, I can do that too. If she can do it, I can do it. You, you make those comparisons. You are supported by people who are like-minded. The coaches answer your questions so that you have that confidence. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. If you don't have the confidence, you're not going to talk about real estate. If you're not talking about real estate, you're not going to have any leads, no closing. So cut that out and simply join Premier Coaching by texting the word premier to 47372 so that we can help you literally on a daily basis.
0: So text the word premiere to 47372 or just go to com. Remember when texting message and data rates may apply in the meantime, guys, wait for part two. It's coming to you tomorrow. Thank you for keeping this the number one, listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States yesterday of all days was Uh, almost a record download day. So that tells me that Julie and I are hitting on target with the information you guys need in this marketplace. Do your fellow agents a favor, share this podcast, share this YouTube channel Share this information with other people in your life. Send a link. Let them know to listen to it. Give them reasons why they should be encouraged, motivated, and excited because of this market. This is more than ever a a business, frankly, that's going to be about helping people. You will not have people to help unless you have the skill sets that they're going to demand.
1: That's right. And I have two special shout outs. One is I know that some of our listeners, I mean, that was a ton of downloads, right? We have lots of listeners. I know some of you are just kind of maybe curious about real estate and not licensed yet, go to YouTube, find the video I made for you, how to pass your real estate exam the first try. It will save you all kinds of stress and consternation. And I made that for any of you who are listening and not yet licensed. And secondly, I know there's a lot of mortgage professionals out there that are looking for a place to land. We are very mortgage loan officer friendly. I, <clears throat> excuse me. I know some of you guys aren't sure what to do next. If you already have a license Make sure that you're talking to us, getting involved in Premier. Maybe we're going to be your EXP sponsor. We are looking for you so that we can help you. And you don't have to maybe go drive for Uber when you can be selling real estate. Okay. so And then there are other mortgage people who are not yet licensed. You guys can use that YouTube video, how to get your license fast as well.
0: That's right. Because there are a lot of mortgage people that are looking for directions. because like literally
1: wa- thousands of right, them. Right.
0: They've lost their jobs. And yes, Julie and I are proudly associated with the XP Realty. Many of you are on your way to becoming the XP Realty agents. You're at least the XP Realty curious. Text me directly at 512 758 Yes, that is my real cell phone number. Please do not call I will not answer, uh, but please do text. And all you have to do is just text me at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. Let's get the conversation started. Let's, I'll answer your questions. We're gonna, I'll send you some videos. You'll get your education on. And you will then make the decision, most of you will, to move forward with Julie and I at eXp Realty. So if you've not yet chosen your sponsor, we would love the opportunity to earn the right to be your sponsor at eXp Realty. Text me directly at 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.